This is Jessica. And this is Kelly. And this is the Chasing Brighter podcast. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We're focusing this month, the month of January, on Happy and Healthy 2023. And um, I was fortunate enough to convince my friend slash personal trainer slash dietitian, uh, Jenny Maloney, to join us today and to bestow upon us a lot of her wisdom, especially about clean eating. Jenny, welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a bit, little bit about your background. Like, how did you become a dietitian? Um, so I've been a dietitian for over 20 years. Um, I did. I basically went to school. I um, played college tennis at Bowling Green State University. Cool. Yeah. Um, in Ohio. Not the one in Kentucky. And I remember, like, my senior year of high school, I mean, we're going way back now. You yeah. you wanted the history, right? So yes. my senior year of high school, I was got I was always into sports and I was like, let me let me start eating healthy because I heard like eating healthy could maybe make me better at my sport. So I started like I remember I would go home for lunch instead of go out and like I'd make myself what you know, back this was in the nineties. We didn't really know what healthy was. We were eating everything fat free. Do you guys remember like yeah. everything oh was God. fat free oh in yes. the like late nineties? And so I was like kind of eating healthy, or at least I thought it was. And then when I got to college, I somehow thought that eating no fat was what you were supposed to do. So I was eating no meat. I was eating ketchup and baked potatoes. I remember and lots of the, Twizzlers. Weren't those fat free? Candy bagels. Yes. Yeah. Bagels were fat free. So <laughs> I say jelly candy. beans at a point. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like how was that healthy? Yeah. So like stupid. what were we telling ourselves that? And then I remember getting like the fat free salad dressing and I would go to the like the dorm or the cafeteria and get like a salad with no meat and put salad, like fat free dressing on it. Anyway, the bottom line was I didn't play very good tennis that year because I wasn't eating right. And I ended up I stopped getting my period. And I was like, oh, what's going on? And I remember actually later on, my college um, tennis teammates told me they thought I was coming to practice high. And that's why I was not playing well, because I was so out of it, I guess. Out of it? That's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, I quickly realized that I was doing it wrong. And I actually went and got to the doctor. They put me on progesterone. And that was like my little, my little like meetup with like, oh, something, I'm doing something wrong. But I was like, but let me, I want to know what I'm doing wrong and why, and I want to learn more about it. And I had to pick a major. So I was like, dietetics sounds easy. I was like, food guy pyramid, like vitamin A, vitamin D, how hard could it be? Right. So it was really hard. (laughs) And I ended up like, I was taking like biochemistry and physics and all these crazy clinical nutrition, but uh, you know, I got through, but I, I definitely didn't know what I was getting into. Um, but anyway, that's how I started with the undergrad of that. And then after I graduated, I really, I don't know about you guys, when I went to college, I basically memorized everything, but I don't really, like, I would love to go back to college and do those classes again, but I really wasn't, I don't, a lot of it didn't like click. Um, and I wasn't sure I wanted to do it. So I actually went, I went to Leo Burnett's, um, advertising agencies and worked for their fitness. Oh, I remember this is what we talked about the other day. Yeah. Cause I ran so into funny. somebody yeah. that I used to know and I learned how to be a trainer. Basically I learned how to do orientations and fitness assessments. And I got my trainer degrees and I was like, I don't want to just do this. I want to do nutrition. And so I went back to school. And so for, to be a registered dietitian, you have to have an undergrad in some sort of dietetics, food and nutrition, food science, and then you have to do an internship. 
And a lot of them now have master's attached to them. But when I was doing it, you could do a two-year internship where you do a bunch of credits. It's almost like you're working towards your master's. You um, mm-hmm. go through an accredited university. Um, it's all, all through the American Dietetic Association. And then at the end, you do like rotations and then you take a test through the American Dietetic Association. You pass that, then you're a registered dietitian. Mm. Um, whereas a lot of people will call themselves nutritionists, but it's not the same thing. So dietitians can be nutritionists, but nutritionists not necessarily can't be dietitians. So it varies. Do you Some need a degree to be a nutritionist? So you need a degree to be a registered dietitian. Right, but so not that's, to be a nutritionist, that's, yeah. that's where it gets confusing because the mm-hmm. nutritionist could literally get like their degree on the internet in two days. I mean, my husband likes right. to joke when like the Groupon pops up, he's like, like, I could be a nutritionist too, when I'm doing what you're doing, you know, but cause you could do like a two day thing and be, and call yourself nutritionist. Cause it's like honestly, a certification. Don't know the difference. Right. right. Nutritionist Whereas, is certification. So Joe yes. Schmo could go to YouTube university, pay $50 right. and say exactly. they're a nutritionist, but okay. with a dietitian, that's a board, right? Are you under a right. state board then? Exactly. And I can, yeah. um, I have to be, um, yeah, the state and then I can go and work in a hospital. There's definitely like mm-hmm. more things that dietitians can only do that, like, you know, in mm-hmm. hospitals and like sanitation and stuff like that. But in a gym where I'm at, I'm at Midtown Athletic Club. It's a free for all. Like nobody really knows the difference. So I've been doing it there for 16 years, but there's a lot of trainers that are doing it as well, which trainers should definitely give nutrition guidelines, but there's a way, there's a time to refer out when it becomes more like they have a history of allergies, Crohn's disease, mm-hmm. heart disease, things that um, might be a little more specific. And um, so it's good to have the RD. I think, I think it's, a, it's, I'm so glad I got it. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I'm glad I have it now because I think um, it's making me more well-versed. I worked in a hospital for many years too. So now someone comes in at Midtown that looks like they don't have any health issues, but then now starts to talk about all their issues. I can be like, okay, I already saw that. I know the labs for that, all that stuff. So, so I'm glad I have it. I think it's an important background to have. Yeah. What was the question? No, no that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so then talk us, talk to us a little bit more about clean eating, like in terms of like you kind of, you, you really taught me so much about it. And I'm so grateful for that because it changed my lifestyle. And I mean, I still to this day just eat clean. It just made me think about my bot, how I feel and all that. But the idea of quote unquote clean eating, like how did you get into that? Well, so when I was, I've been doing so, I've kind of rolled with the changes, right? There's been a lot of changes. Although when you really think about it, it kind of goes back to the basics and a little bit more old school it's like just eat real whole food like why is everybody mm-hmm. trying to cut out major food groups not, not eat fast and skip and, and avoid and and so um but, but there's been a lot of different fads and i've done different types of programs but it's all kind of come back to like just eating real whole foods balance eat everything but don't eat everything all the time i mean balance it out um but people want quick fast and they want it now. So they want to like eliminate major food groups. They want to start themselves. They want to do something extreme, which works, but then it never stays and it's not long-term. So the whole concept of clean eating, I do this program called 30 days of clean eating. It's, I started it at Midtown and it's really just, let's talk about real nutrition, long-term lifestyle changes, change your mindset, set healthy habits, 
um, and we do it for 30 days and beyond. So I'm giving you tools for life, not for just 30 days. Kind of like how the whole 30 is just 30 days, but then what do you do, right? So I yeah. want it to be where it's like a kickstart to a healthy lifestyle. Um, and clean eating to me means, because there are many different definitions, it just means real whole food. So things that are closest to the ground. And then if you're going to have packaged foods, what's in the ingredients? Can we do as little as possible? Can you understand what you're having? Is it food? Because when you start to look at some of the labels, the ingredient labels more, I look more ingredient labels than nutrition labels. Um, you'll see like there's a lot of things that you don't recognize, gums and maltodextrin and soy everything. And it's just not real food. So I try to get it back to like the basics of just eating as much real as you can. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you don't have to make everything from scratch. That would be really hard to do. Um, but if you are going to package foods, what's what's in it? And can we get can we eliminate all the the process stuff? Read something a long time ago, and it was kind of like, can anybody in history look at your plate and identify what you're eating? And I love that, right? Like, is what you're eating identifiable? <laughs> right. Like, if it's this weird powder with a bunch of stuff in it yeah so well and i say it if there's ever a color and a number in the ingredients you don't want it right yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. even though who knows what we're giving our kids but um but yeah i think definitely that's it does it kind of goes back to like just survival right and like real real food and surviving a real food things have changed obviously now we're eating to for enjoyment too but so you've done this class for many years, you said, right? Um, what do you think, what have you found kind of are some of the yeah. biggest challenges? I, I kind of, of changed the name of it, but yeah. What are some of the biggest challenges of, especially of like your first time teaching. clients coming in, like this is blowing their mind, this idea or whatever. What do you think are some of the challenges or things that they have to kind of like get their head around? I mean, I think it was both ways. Some people come in and they're like, they think they know, or they're like, I'm already doing this or, or, and I'm like, we start to look at them like, are you doing consistently though? Like a lot of people will do things here and there, but then they'll do a week of some, you know, a mm -hmm. week of just not paying attention or Friday through Sunday. It's like, Oh, I was supposed to be clean those days too. Like you wanted your, my food log on those days. So I think that's a big challenge is, the consistency and then making it a lifestyle, like a long-term lifestyle. Um, but I think also people come in with already the diets that they've already followed. So they come in and they're scared of carbs because they, they did the keto or they've been, mm -hmm. if you open up your phone or you read anything, it's there's extreme diets everywhere. So you don't know what is what, but um, they've already come in with like their thoughts or their diets they've been on and wondering why I'm kind of giving them something different. And mm -hmm. I'm usually pretty open. Like if someone comes in and they're like, I've been doing the keto or I've been doing vegan or I've been intermittent fasting. Okay. Let's modify it so that it's realistic. Like if you like to eat more protein and fat, let's figure out how we can get carbs in. But I want you the minimum to be this, you know, like, so I kind of coach them through, but I really, there's been a lot of like coaching people to eat carbs again, which is crazy, mm -hmm. right? Because we were eating just carbs in the nineties, right? So things have like flipped, but um, what, remember that slide that I show in the cleaning class where it talks about the different, like back in the seventies, there was obesity and um, what well, started with now, like being that we blame it on sugar. Then before it was fat, 
And then before it was just portions. And now it's like, it's all of it. It's you're just eating too much. It doesn't matter. Like you can eat carbs, but how much are you eating of them? That's, that's the problem. But I think no one can sit down and have a half a cup of pasta, right? It's hard to do. So you have to kind of balance that out. I think, and I think for one of the things that I've told people who just get married to your point, even about portion control is like, if you are sharing a meal with your husband or spouse, well, if it's a guy, like don't, you don't feed, you don't serve yourself the same amount as them. Most that likely, was a right. big change for me. I, Cause I feel like that's my, a lot of my issue challenging now, challenges now is well, like just portion control. Right. But sizing, right. Your, your spouse, Kelly is like six, four <laughs> tall. Yes. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, there are spouses that are okay. Fair enough. If you're right? yeah, with I mean, somebody you were, who you and your spouse are tiny little people, or if you and your spouse are six, four, it'd be different, you know, but your spouse well, is much depends. taller, but you sh- bigger than usually you. Usually <laughs> males have more muscle too, so yeah, they can yeah. burn more but you're right they, there is something i think precision nutrition does this one where like it tells you like the size of your hand so it's a fist of food is your this is your cup but then mm. their their serving size like maybe it's a male that's bigger that's their serving size though or their palm of their hand is their their chicken that they should have whereas like your chicken is your palm of hand so gotcha. um but generally speaking i mean we're just eating too many portions too big a portions period i mean when you go out to eat it's it's the portions are ginormous and we have Absolutely. no concept of what's the right portion anymore. Even if you get a salad, right? It's so like a huge salad. What yeah. are like um, health benefits for people of cleaning up their eating? I know you talked about in college, right? If you're not fueling yourself appropriately, then you don't have the energy to get through the day, right? Or like you're, I'm, I'm assuming when people are thinking you're high, there's like brain fog, forgetfulness, right? If you're not oh, yeah. nourishing your body in the best way. So what are benefits for people who maybe are skeptical, right? I've been eating cheeseburgers at McDonald's for lunch for 20 years. What are you talking about, Jenny? Like what, what are some <laughs> like, you know, benefits to right. trying to eat more naturally or, or well, with I think more on your, on your point about that too, is that I tend to see a lot of people that don't eat enough that are that they're like, well, why am I not losing weight? I'm barely eating anything. And I'm actually giving them more food. But it's because they're either not eating enough and they're in that starvation mode where their their metabolism has completely shut down because they're not eating enough. Or they're eating all their calories after seven o'clock when they're sitting mm. on are you eating enough and are you eating enough nutrients? But and I do see a lot of actually adults and kids that aren't eating enough. Um and not fueling. And you just, it's, of course, when I talk to kids, I'm like, do you want to be better at your sport? Then you got to eat more. Um, but I have to, I do have to coach people through kind of like trying to eat a little more and their body may actually, their weight might go up for a little while, but it, it'll find its balance again. Um, but it's just your body being like, thank you for feeding me. Um, but the benefits are nutrients. Like I'm like, you need nutrients. Like that's how I try to tell people. It's like, just think about what this food's going to do for you and your body. Um, mm-hmm. You know, preventing disease, obviously giving you the fuel that you need to do whatever you need to do. Maybe it's go to the gym and work out. Maybe you're trying, you're lifting weights, but you're not going to build any muscle if you're not eating enough. Um, that's mm-hmm. a big one too. And we have this fun scale at Midtown. Um, mm-hmm. It's the, the brand is in body, but it's one of those scales that tells your body fat, your muscle mass and tells you like, as you get on and on it every like few weeks, it'll tell you where you're heading. And a lot of people will lose weight, but they'll lose muscle. And 
and their fat will stay the same or you want it to really you want to gain muscle lose body fat Mm -hmm. so your weight doesn't even really matter that much when you're looking at this machine so um so i think too that's a whole nother subject is body image and just being too hard on yourself and setting these unrealistic goals and um and like we said genetics plays a big role and everything. Mm-hmm. So when someone comes in, they're like, I want to look like this. And I'm like, well, you let's be realistic. It's, you know, probably, you're probably never going to look like that because that's genetically not possible. Or, you know, you kind of set that their, their goal is a little more realistic, which is probably I do end up doing a lot of a little bit of therapy, right? <laughs> because people come in with it's a very emotional thing is weight and what you're eating. And um, it becomes like, almost like a therapy session, right? So well, it's also like, yeah, because um, in some ways you're vulnerable when you're sharing with you what you're eating. Like it's one yeah. of those where it's kind of like afraid to show what I'm eating, right? And sometimes it's yeah. not good, but I'm being honest, but it's like, don't beat me up, you know, like that, yeah. like uh, people are afraid. And it's almost like in some ways growing just by overcoming that, by owning what you're eating in some way. Oh yeah. Just being able to like be aware too. Right. But yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. I have people that walk by me and they're like, I didn't eat well, don't look at me or something. Like they're giving me their food log when they walk by me. I'm like, (laughs) you don't have to like report your food log every time you see me. But, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's definitely like the benefits are going to be like energy and fueling. And I think people don't realize how much better you feel when you eat better. I think if you're so used to eating, eating poorly, you get used to that feeling. But when you start Mm -hmm. to eat better, you really feel the difference. I mean, like you are what you eat. Like, I really believe that. Yeah. So like I, and it's, we, like there was a Christmas holiday, right? So like, you're kind of maybe not eating as there are opportunities to not eat as well. Are you with family? There's sweets, there's all that stuff, right? And you come back in January, a lot of people start to clean it up, especially when you're home and you're not you know, we're not going out to dinner or whatever. Like it's easy to eat in some ways when we're home and we're grocery shopping and doing that. It's challenging when people are really a really busy. Right. So what advice do you have for um, those people who are, you know, working all the time, they get home, they're really tired and they got to like throw something together really quick. Or how do they, how do they overcome that challenge in terms of really making different choices? I mean, I do, um, I do like always say like, let's, if we need to get a prepared meal delivery option, like that's okay. not cheating. That's not, it's not lazy. It's, it's a better option than ordering out all the time. Right. Um, or trying to say you're going to make something. This happened many times where they're like, I can do your meal plan. I got this. And then like, I taught them in a month and it's like, I haven't started and I've been too busy and this and that. So if there's anything that you can do if, to help you, you know, like a service. I mean, you end up spending the money, honestly, anyway, it seems like. So mm-hmm. um, any meal prep. So if you can set aside a few hours on Monday or whatever day works for you with your work shift um, and just make something for the week or at least for three or four days, um, whatever prep you could do, even like if I know I'm going to make a salad, I try to get everything like ready to go, almost like mm. chop some things up, put them in the right containers, get my container that I'm going to put it in like just extra steps that I can do. I always make, I make guacamole almost every day. And I just, I get every, the, the cilantro, the onions, I get all that ready. And then right when I'm about to like bring it to work, I cut up the avocado and mash it in there. But like, mm. cause I don't want to be doing cilantro and onions every morning. Right. So, um, so whatever prep 
you can do ahead of time because who you can't it's 7 30 at night when you're starving you're not gonna make anything so any prep and then just simple you can keep it simple really um it doesn't have to be like this amazing meal with 25 ingredients i mean Mm -hmm. you can do five ingredients and it still can be good or you just you know you can't have too high expectations every evening you know it's not like you can dine out and have this fancy meal every night um but i do i do think the biggest obstacle is alcohol should we talk about it yeah (laughs) Yeah. um this is like i feel like part sometimes my clean eating class is an aa meeting right so (laughs) it's like you can't drink a bottle of wine every night and lose weight or whatever your goal is right so um it's not even that it's just extra calories because we know that is part of it but it's all the negative things that go with it just making you t- not sleep well mm-hmm. it makes you want to have bad eating choices it's not good it goes straight to your liver and is metabolized as a fat so if you don't burn that alcohol you're going to store it as fat and it's probably going to be stored right in the belly area where all your organs are because that's where everything moves and functions so um so i try to tell people to cut back on that you don't have to cut it out but you definitely want to space it out and you want to have less at a time because really it's calories per day. It's what you intake per day. Mm -hmm. And if you're having like five drinks every night, as opposed to maybe one or two, a few days a week, that makes a difference, obviously not just calories, but on your heart and your liver and, um, and just overall health. So I feel like that's a big obstacle for people that I'm always trying to bargain with them. Like, okay, what can we, what goals can we set with alcohol? alcohol I'm, I'm i just maybe we could have something different for social gatherings like i know there's a lot of non-alcoholic drinks but i feel like that's not i don't know yeah that I, doesn't work more I'm edibles i don't to, know <laughs> i definitely am noticing well even just when we were at when i was out in vegas with my sister we went to california pizza kitchen for lunch and i ordered this um because they also have the calories on all the drinks yeah they had like a cucumber cooler thing that was really good it was really pretty low calorie calorie, um so then i was even for myself thinking like and nobody else i don't think anybody else i don't even think mom ordered a beer just no nobody drank yeah um so it was only me with my crew fruit drink (laughs) and it wasn't an alcoholic beverage but i was i'm trying to almost like think to myself like why do i need an alcoholic beverage sometimes like what if i did just i saw where you can take just a sparkling beverage and put even some bitters in it just to kind of like spice up different ways if you want something because we keep yeah sparkling water in the house which is sort of a nice drink I don't know part of it's like feeling like i want something different with my meal i think it's like the last socially acceptable drug and i my friend and i had a big talk about it she has um she's been going to al-anon meetings which is for um you know when you have friends or family someone you know who's an alcoholic you can go there for support and we were talking about it because it's like socially acceptable in the states to, to binge drink in your 20s and then you turn 30 and it's not cute. And so she was just talking about like, right? I mean, but it's like, you know, yeah. talking about like nephews or whatever. And it was just like, 
you're supposed to just all of a sudden kind of have it together, but it's like, okay. And funny if someone drinks all the time in their twenties and then how her and I were talking about it's, it's weird if we go out with our girlfriends or, you know, something and you don't get a drink and nobody says anything. I have super supportive friends, like, but it's weird if you're like, no, thanks. I'm not drinking. And you feel like a weirdo and it's like alcohol is everywhere. And it's, um, you know, it's just very interesting. Um, I haven't done a lot of research on, I would like to maybe understand more the social key to that um i know for myself and kelly we've talked about this um i also i worked with um with a dietitian a couple years ago and found out i have some um allergies or sensitivities or whatever so i i don't do dairy and i don't do um gluten and i i I eliminated caffeine for a while to kind of experiment with different things and eliminated a lot of stuff um and i notice um like inflammation wise, this is whatever. But if I have more than two drinks, I like my nose gets stuffy and I feel like inflamed or whatever. And so it's just interesting. I know Kelly, you were saying you had like a food sensitivity and you'll notice like your knees hurt or whatever. If you have yeah, that yeah, yeah, certain yeah. thing, For a period of time, so yeah. I think is that, that more recent or did you always have that or you just realized it recently that it- I've um, I ate a lot of mushrooms over Thanksgiving and I was like, hurt. my knees were hurting. Yes. And you I'm, think it's I, I'm from sensitive that. to mushrooms. Yeah. You took like oh. the food sensitivities test. Yeah. I think yeah, it's right like here. inflammation, but it's like one area that I noticed just that I was like, it, I don't have, it, my knees don't hurt anymore. I think one of the things that we really encourage at Chasing Brighter is to know yourself and tap into yourself. And I think that too is what you're talking about, Jenny. Like if someone comes in and it's like, I'm not saying what I'm hearing you say is that you don't, you don't subscribe to like, you have to eat this whole way. It's like, let me look at the Jessica plan and let me look at the Kelly plan and know you know, what's best for you. Like, um, and, and I think it's like when we tap into ourselves and know like, Hey, uh, you know, if I have, if I have a lot of alcohol, I don't sleep well, right. I feel like crap the next day or I'm, or, you know, what, what's the common denominator, why I'm feeling groggy or why I don't feel this why I don't feel well. Um, and, and I think, uh, you know, for sure alcohol can play a part. Kelly and I did a two part episode on why we sleep and alcohol and caffeine were like the top ones that we were talking about like wow right like something that impacts your sleep and impacting your sleep is a really big deal there's so much Mm -hmm. fallout from not sleeping well um increasing car accidents right like there's just increase in accidents like um increase in depression increase in suicidal ideation increase in anxiety um all from not sleeping well so it's a really big deal um if 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 we're drinking and it's impacting our sleep right because because sleep is so important and i feel like i just went on some random tangent but (laughs) but it's like basically a cycle right one thing cycles into the next yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's like one thing leads to another it's all one big cycle it's like the less sleep you get the poorer you eat the more you want to drink the more caffeine you need it's like right you gotta like back it up and start the fresh, but. I think though that like the whole drinking and alcohol thing is becoming more of a a thing where people are doing like a dry. There's always dry January. Everyone's doing dry January. You guys, this is my month. first time hearing dry January. Really? Where have I, I been? Everyone's doing it now, dude. Well, in Chicago, well, it's a thing. It's a thing because sure. everybody drinks too much here. Yeah, but like <laughs> then what happens is then they go right back to drinking. That's where I get kind of like, okay, can we just make it? Uh, just a better long-term life cycle. Like, what well, can we figure out a plan that's more long-term? Yeah. Like you drink less 
only if it's a special occasion you can drink more or whatever it is. But but you're right, that is very individual. Some people it works, you know, certain things are fine for them and then others are not and certain diets work for them. And like, I wouldn't say like some people, I wouldn't have everybody on gluten-free dairy-free, but some people, it just, they feel better on it. There's less inflammation. So then that works for them, but I wouldn't put everybody on gluten-free dairy-free, you know what I mean? So I think that's what people kind of think. They just want to like, like, what diet do you want me to put, should I follow? Let me look it up and see what, what Jennifer Aniston is doing or whatever, you know, and very individual not just like behavioral but like just physically too what about one of the things is like families right so in some ways if you're doing this all on your own it's great and i remember doing this when i took your clean eating class even the first time or the second or the third i'm not sure but um (laughs) when it's like you're i'm doing the meal planning for the week with all the ingredients and then i'm like oh the kids aren't going to eat that one so i'm gonna have to make them something else and like trying to get how do you get other members of your family kind of involved or on board with kind of evolving their eating habits yeah i mean that's hard i don't even like i was thinking about because you had that asked me a question about like quick things to eat and quick dinners with kids and stuff and i'm like i tend to make a lot of the same things because my daughter only likes these vegetables and this this way and i was just telling her the other day like we need to start doing some more different stuff and you're just gonna have to try it and i want to be able to like travel and not have to worry about what you're gonna eat if they have fries and chicken tenders everywhere we go you know it's like kind of gross so um yeah so yeah i mean there's definitely like things that i know she's gonna eat that i could try to add things into like if i want to try a new vegetable mix it make it with something that she's already used to eating or um but i definitely think there's like the that you know you're a short order cook type of thing if you have multiple kids or family members that want something different and like you kind of just have to stop that right i mean it's because they're gonna do whatever if you're gonna make it for them then why won't eventually eat that right but if you yeah he would help right i mean if they're hungry enough (laughs) right they'll eat anything hopefully um but i do think that it is important to try some different stuff so that's also a goal of mine that i need to start doing too because we're busy and like who has time to be like oh let me make some new fancy recipe and see if my kid will eat it you know so um so i'm hoping yeah how do you do that i I was just gonna say thank you for sharing that because (laughs) You know, it's like, oh, she probably just like they eat carrots all the time, and oh yeah, my like, kids. No, your daughter's no. having chicken strips. Okay, yeah, there we go. You know, me. like you're you're normal. You only want to know the rest of us. My husband who just walked in. What he eats? <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> it was perfect timing that he walked in. So, no, um, it's just it is. It's hard to balance everything out for sure, but. Um, but I try to do like at least some staples and rotate around, and I think variety is a good thing to have too. A lot of it is behavioral and, you know, mental and you have to be ready. Um, just like anything, right? So Yeah. Well like you said, it's like being a therapist. There's so much emotions attached to it. Or like you talked about shame. There's shame attached to it because people are hiding from you because they don't want you oh, to for ask sure. what they had yeah, for breakfast. And I hate that. I kinda hate that because yeah, I, I, bet. I want it's really not what I, I say, I don't say like you have to eat perfectly. In fact, I tell people, some people I have to tell them they have to cheat because if they don't, they're going to end up falling off the wagon or 
but I, I want like, like you should see, I mean, I eat all sorts of stuff on the weekends and when I go out to eat and stuff. So it's the balance and that's why you move and that's why you go and you exercise and so what are okay so i did put i think when i was talking to you about um with with my sister so jess you go to like the middle of nowhere on an indian reservation for a softball tournament right and there's like nothing around you <clears throat> we we're trying this extreme yeah, example no i was just talking to yeah, my, yeah but i was through. talking to my girlfriend because her daughter's doing cheer competition now and now she's struggling with what i struggle with which is like, how do you eat well? Um, yeah. When and it's like I've tried where I've where I've tried to pack everything and meal prep and bring everything there, but then you're at like let's say I brought stuff that we could reheat or something, but then you're at the ball diamond until midnight that night, or yeah. you know what I mean? Or then and it's like where there's I mean there's literally like Taco Bell or you know McDonald's yeah. like legit middle of nowhere tournament, and that is something where I'm still trouble trouble because I don't like to always have bars. You know, yeah. but I'll, I'll bring like a bar. You don't want whatever, to have but... one bar a day. Yeah. Right. And so it's well, like, how? what can you do um, if you have any insight, right? When you're, when you're traveling and you you're bring some like up. camping stuff and just cook it <laughs> like at a campsite. Oh, no, yeah. um, no okay. I've never tried those. Meals I would think like <laughs> you kind of have to do what you have to do. So if you have to eat a Taco Bell, there are some choices at these places but yeah. the thing is is that sometimes the low calorie choice leaves you hot overeating later right so if like mm -hmm. you go and i don't even know but like if you have a mcdonald's salad for example but it's there it's only like 300 calories and now you're hungry in an hour or two and you end up overeating anyway you're better off probably having something more solid i always try to bring snacks so you know, sometimes I'll bring like peanut butter, like my make my own peanut butter and jelly with whole grain bread and stuff or like bring a smoothie and just have stuff so that in between. So you're not starving when you get to wherever you need to go. Um, if you have to go to like a fast food place. So that way, then like now you're trying to bake up for lost time that you didn't eat. Right. Um, and it's really hard when you have an athlete that's trying to eat well, but and do good for their sport, but there's nothing to eat. Right. Um, isn't that but, funny just side note as a mom you know I have her covered with like everything but also she doesn't like to um, so for my daughter she doesn't like to eat during a tournament I don't know how she's alive but you know if it's bam 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 game, you know we'll give her a good breakfast but then she won't like, in between I'll, I'll do grapes she'll do grapes and I can get her to do like a string cheese or like a cheese but she's like I don't she doesn't want to eat during any of the stuff um, but yeah. I like the idea I mean what I'm hearing you say because I think what I do is there are no good options and so I wait 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 and then you're right then you're starving and then I overeat so it's yeah. like if I would bring some things prepare then if you have to eat at the Taco Bell or whatever you're just you know um, you can get something smaller yeah. or something right. a healthier yeah 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 I mean that's kind of what I do I'll try to like I always make a smoothie I'll bring like a bar and peanut butter, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And then at least I know and then you, if you don't eat it, you can eat it the next day. I mean, it's still, it's non-perishable, so it's fine. What does, um, for you, Jenny, when you say peanut butter and jelly, what does that actually mean <laughs> for you? How do you? No skippy or jiffy, like real peanut butter. Okay. Like. Gores gutters. That one where you have to like turn it yeah. and oil in it. Whatever. You could do that. Yeah. Or I like just. Oh, I don't know if they have them where you are, but like where the machines that just grind the nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Peanut butter. That. I think so. that's got a good like texture to it. You know, it's a refrigerated. So I like to bring that. 
Um, and then just like some whole grain bread, Dave's killer bread or some Ezekiel bread and some just real jolly that's made with real sugar, not okay. sugar-free jolly. Cause that's, I don't, I'm not a big fan of sugar-free. I'd rather eat real sugar because fake sugar is processed. Right. So, um, and I'll just bring one of those just to have, because I know that I'll probably be hungry before everybody else. I feel like it's better to eat more often. Well, you have to be careful because some people come with me and they're snacking all day and that's not good. But like, you know, breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, as opposed to like skip breakfast, lunch, big dinner or snack, okay. dinner, whatever it is, because you end up eating if you have too many calories at one time or too much food at one time. It's all just going to sit right in the belly area because your your body's working so hard to digest all, the, all of that at one time. So um, it's better to eat more frequently. You don't want to eat too frequently to where it's now you're just grazing all day. But um, you, you want to, I would say every about four hours or so. And my, good, like in a mindful, sounds like what you're talking about, yes. like mindfully. Yeah. yeah, it's like, be like, boom, it's three o'clock. Let me set my alarm. It's snack time, as opposed to it being like, you didn't eat lunch. So now you're having a snack at three and four and five. It's mm -hmm. like you had lunch at noon, snack at three, you know, so there's like a schedule to it. Okay. I mean, I've been like, it's a joke with the people that work at Midtown still because I've been there for so long. Like I've been bringing my lunch since day one for 16 years. And it's very similar. I changed it a little bit, but it's a salad of some sort and some avocado or something like that. And it's like, like here's Jenny with her lunch again. But like, like, I think that that keeps me on a schedule. And I've been kind of the same weight for a long time because I've just been eating the same. I'll always have that lunch because I, I hate skipping. And if you skip, you know that feeling of like you'll never catch up. Mm -hmm. Like it's four o'clock and you should have eaten lunch. And now you're, you tried to eat dinner, but you could eat 10 dinners because mm -hmm. it's too late. Um, so it's always good to kind of stay ahead of it. I started eating breakfast. Time. I started eating a healthy breakfast in the new year. And I noticed a huge difference because I had been getting to a point where I was like skipping breakfast more frequently. And, um, have I taught you nothing? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, well, I fell off the wagon, um, but I did notice I had some, I got some Ezekiel English muffins. Those are so delicious. Yeah. Um, with some peanut butter or yes. um, yeah. I put like a poached egg and spinach on it actually, but Ooh, um, that sounds good. it was, I forgot how delicious those were. And it's actually really hard to find clean English muffins. Cause I had bought something that was whole wheat. And then I looked at the ingredients and it was just a bunch of junk. You really have to look at the ingredient label. You can't look at the front. The front is tricking you into thinking it's because they can say it's whole grain. And then you, they, if it has whole wheat flour in there somewhere, but then a bunch of other yeah. stuff, then they can say it's whole wheat. So you really need to kind of be your own investigator and look at the, the ingredient labels. And so what about, okay, so, um, not so i mean some of our listeners are from all over the us so what what advice do you have for them in terms of you know working with a dietitian or how can they find somebody to work with if they wanted to kind of get some guidance so you can go to the american dietetic association website it's called eatright.org hmm. and that you can literally go in there and say find a dietitian and where you're at what specialties you're looking for. So all of that, it can break it down completely and get you on the right path. Not every dietitian is on there, but you can definitely even just Google, but just, I always, I mean, 
I'm obviously biased to registered dietitians, but if you put in registered dietitian where you are, it'll definitely pop up because there's definitely some in every part of the the country, the world. So, yeah. um, and some do specialize in other things, but you can always, at least maybe they could refer you as well. So cool. And then would you say, um, you know, you've been in this field a long time, so you're an expert um, mm-hmm. and you've seen people come and go fads. You are, you are. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, and, uh, you've seen people come and go, or you've seen, you know, a 22 year old come in the gym and take a two day course and they're out there giving advice. What are some red flags, right? So mm-hmm. you are looking for dietitian and, or, you know, you're not really sure and you go with someone, what might be some, some red flags for people? Red flags is just anything extreme. So if you see someone on Instagram saying, I was watching some dude, some doctor actually, telling people that they should eat all organ meats. That's it. Like no vegetables, no grains, no, or like just certain vegetables, but all organ meat. And it's just like, I've so seen those. So even By like, the way, I just want to throw like, up right now. Yeah. And even like, <laughs> That's a professional. So you're right. Like it may not be that it's just a nutritionist that got a two day certificate. It might actually right. be a dietitian telling you to do something extreme. I mean, there are definitely dietitians that, and doctors that put you on the keto diet. Um, and I think like, you know, some people it might, it might work for them. I mean, the keto diet was really for children that have seizures because if they follow really high fat diet, it helps decrease their, their risk of seizures. But I mean, if you're just trying to lose weight and you're trying to live in a world, a realistic world, it's just not a realistic mm-hmm. diet plan. So I think anything that's too extreme and then any like, I always think it's a red flag when you see shakes as your meals. So, um, you know, those like beach body smoothie shakes or like the Arbonne shakes, I hate to drop names, but like shakes that you're having for breakfast and lunch and then have a sensible dinner but it's just not how do you you're gonna have shakes the rest of your life probably not right i mean it's probably a kickstart but when i look at those shakes you look at the ingredients and it's got anything people always ask me about protein shakes and i'm like there i haven't found one protein shake that's already you know in a in a package that doesn't have crap in it i would rather you make your own I'm not against protein powders as long as they're clean, but make it yourself, make a smoothie with like real mm-hmm. ingredients in it and then put the protein powder in or have water in the protein powder or milk in the protein powder. But just the ones that in the core power, the ones that are already in a mm-hmm. container ready to go. If something has 20 plus grams of protein and it's in a drink format, it's how is that possible? It's a gimmick. Right. Without right. having some sort of ingredient. So, um, or just like same thing with bars. I mean, they probably won't have more than like, maybe 10 to 12, maybe 14 grams of protein max at a, at a bar, in one bar because it's coming from nuts and seeds and maybe they put a little protein powder in there, but a lot of times it's just packaged crap. So if it seems too good to be true, red flag, you know, like they're guaranteeing weight loss in a short amount of time or they're trying to get you to do something extreme um, or they're saying all you have to do is drink these drinks and starve yourself basically then it'll work so and they do work but they're just not not long a long 
it's some sort of healthy lifestyle that sets you up for long-term success. Yeah. Even though we don't want to hear it and we want to do yeah. something fast, that's really the best way to go. Again, listening to yourself, right? Listening to your gut and wait, it's yeah. ma- we're looking for something like you're saying, a lifestyle and something that's maintainable and sustainable. And if you love shakes and want to have shakes every meal for indefinitely. Yeah. <laughs> or like you can make your own, make a smoothie then yeah. with your ingredients. Don't right. have like a, one that's made in a package. Like, I mean, but those are obviously the easy way out, right? I yeah. mean, how easy is it? This is why they work because it's, just give me a shake. I don't have to be tempted by food. Just give yeah. me that shake and I'll drink it instead of mm-hmm. thinking about what I'm going to make, you know, every day. It's a lot of work to eat healthy. It really is. Yeah. I don't like to drink my meals. That doesn't work for me. Um, and my, I just, my eight-year-old, <clears throat> I made him an ice cream shake for the, like the first time, like that I, I made it for him and I made an ice cream shake. And what he doesn't know is I stuck, um, I stuck some collagen. <laughs> I stuck some powder oh, nice. collagen in there. He doesn't know, but then I can pretend like, oh, it's got collagen yeah. in there. But later yeah. he was like, I'm starving. I'm starving. And I was like, you just like, I, you just had a shake or whatever. And he was like, oh, mom, you drink a shake. He was like, that's not food. And it was just really funny. Like, <laughs> and he was like, hello. Like he knows. And well, that, that was funny. But I yeah, then like it's the kind of like you have smarter. to think about that. Yeah. Like adults. Hello. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I feel like there's the whole body image thing and just what kids are learning about nutrition is scary. I've had a few kids come to me like 14, 15 year olds that don't have, they're eating only chicken breast because they saw that on TikTok Mm. or they're worried about gaining weight. So um, they're not eating enough or they're having 40 grams, 40 grams of protein powder. And at one time it's like, you know, so it's very messed up. So if kids, if we're confused, imagine what our kids are, you know, yeah. right? So there's so too much scary. information that's exactly. coming across. Um, yeah. And I am grateful that at, at least for my oldest, who's 14, she's got the message from me. Like she doesn't like there are good fats. Like she has avocado toast and an egg for breakfast. And she, you know, she likes good fats. And I haven't had any issues with her talking about dieting or fat free or that's just a watch yeah. what she has to eat and I always just tell them I, I I thank goodness I came across a book Kelly I know you read the same book we are reading all these books when we were first time moms but just on feeding on demand and so yeah. I I had read something that like children are intuitively eat and babies intuitively eat and then they get to school and we're like breakfast is at seven lunch is at 12 dinner's at five and how we mess up their intuitive mm-hmm. eating. And yeah. I, I was like, that really struck a chord with me. And so I've always just let my kids eat when they're hungry. You know, like if you're hungry, eat something and not make like a lot of rules about it. And I see it paying off with my oldest just intuitively eating. And so mm-hmm. she's not going to be but messed you guys up. All like have the, the dinner at the same time, right? You guys all have yeah. dinner at the same time. No, no, no. But it's like, um, I'm not, it's not, we're not the clean plate club. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not really hungry tonight, mom. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't care. Don't eat, you know, you'll know. And then, um, for, uh, uh, for us, because we're all over the place with sports, they might eat dinner at three. Let's say I make dinner and she eats it on the way to practice at three at eight o'clock after practice. She's like, I'm still hungry. I don't say you had dinner at three. 
yeah, there's no yeah, more yeah. food for you. I'm like, okay, well, let's yeah. think of something we can have. If if they're like, I'm starving, sometimes eight year old will say, okay, well, let's make a healthy choice. He'll have an apple with peanut butter, you know, or something like. Uh, yeah. yeah. If they're saying I'm hungry, you're not like, well, you already had dinner. Tough. It's like you're like, okay, well, let's find something. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like they have a good <laughs> sense of what. Yeah, not their mother. She, I have to. I'm still reprogramming and deprogramming, and like you said, the '90s were a toxic well, yeah. time. <laughs> We've been through a lot. Well, I mean, I don't know, too, because you grow up like there was no information like this. Like we ate whatever one. I drank a lot of Mountain Dew and Chick Sticks. Chick Sticks. Yeah. And like, remember, Crystal Light. Oh, I used to drink so much Crystal Light because I was Mm. like, I can have as much as I want. Remember yeah, that like zero, well, it's just, I just I know you're saying it was like zero cal- there was a time yes. and I definitely had an eating disorder. I do know that at this time. But I was like if it was fat free and zero calories, like you're saying, like soda and there was, was a bunch of brands free, of things it was that was like free fat everything. Free Newtons. Yeah, it I mean, was, it was weird. It was just like weird diet soda time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And yeah, just right, like it didn't have calories. Like it didn't have calories yeah, or something. That's weird. Yeah. Right. Isn't that you weird? You could eat the whole box. For something to not have calories. Why would you think that's okay? Like, why do you think that was a good idea? I don't know. And then why is everybody? But it's kind of like why is everybody eating just organ meat? I mean, why is that a good idea? Yeah, like too much of anything, right? Too much of stupid as we were. Yeah, (laughs) too much. And they're saying like, can't you like? Isn't there something? I don't want to spread information, but you can have too much water. Weren't those people like getting sick or something happening? You could. You could even have too much water. Right. Yeah, so for sure. Like, you can have too much vegetables, for sure. Yes. No, it is. It's true. You definitely can. So I think it's an ever-changing field in some way. Yeah, um, yeah. it is. But um, Jenny, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes, it was um, a good chat. <laughs> yeah. To be continued. Yes. yes. Yeah. Definitely. Always more to talk about in this area. So yeah. you have if so if anyone's listening and is from Chicago and is um, a member, member of Midtown, Midtown <laughs> you can definitely do my join house. your class. But I can also I can also do nutrition outside of Midtown, and I can do virtuals. I can do in Chicago, obviously. We'll put your so. I'll put your we'll put your link in the notes too. Okay. Okay, perfect. Um, so we can send some send some folks your way. Changed how I live and eat. And so um, I'm hopefully this discussion will inspire others to learn more as well. Thanks for listening and joining us today. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Chasing Brighter or on our blog, ChasingBrighter.com.